Hi, and welcome to another episode of the MedTech Matters podcast, where we learn about someone impacting the medical device industry. I'm Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO and host of the podcast. Today, we're speaking with Kathy Lee Sepsik, founder and CEO of Femesis. Kathy, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me, Sean. Great. Well, happy to happy to have you on. Um, you know, let's let's start off at the at the you know what makes most sense, and just you know start off by giving us a little insight on what Femesis is. So Femesis is a biomedical company, and we're working to develop technologies for women worldwide. So specific to women and their her healthcare provider. And we're looking at severely underserved areas within women's health and focused uh, with two lead products uh, directly into reproductive health. And um, I'm sure we'll go into more detail on those two products, but that is our mission. And we've internally conceived these products. We have a healthy pipeline, and we've developed significant infrastructure to ensure that we can meet the demands when we clear the regulatory milestones on many of these products as well. Fantastic. Well, uh, yeah, let's let's start. Let's find out a little more about these these products. Um, and as I understand it, your technologies kind of address both ends of the spectrum, uh, addressing both infertility and uh, you know preventing pregnancy. So let's start with one one side of the spectrum, and that's uh, your product Femiseed. And uh, can you let us know what that is? and how it differs from other available infertility technologies. Femiseed is the first and only approach that delivers sperm directly to a, a selected fallopian tube, which is where conception occurs. Um, mm-hmm. Femiseed is very different from the current approaches for the front end of infertility where the oldest technique in assisted reproductive care, which is called intrauterine insemination, is an undirected approach where sperm is delivered into the uterine cavity, but undirected and must find its way to the right tube and clear that small little tube. And so Femiseed is um, unique in that we are looking to be able to identify which tube is of interest because you can see the mature follicles um, under ultrasound, and then cut the journey for sperm and deliver it exactly where it needs to be. Fantastic. Do you have any sort of uh, data on, you know, how it compares to other uh, techniques and methods, um, you know, success rate or, you know, how, how it compares to um, diff- other strategies? So we are amassing clinical data right now in a pivotal trial. The product was classified as de novo, so no predicate device. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of historical data on intrauterine insemination. It's been around for decades. Uh, So we're looking at at pregnancy rates, so a single endpoint, and that trial is ongoing as we speak. Fantastic. Well, I look forward. I'm sure sure you'll uh, send us the news. Uh, once that information is available, and uh, we'll be able to share it and link it back to the to the podcast, of course. Um, you know, let's let's you know hit that other end of the spectrum, and uh, you also have a product called FemBlock. Um, can you explain what that is and you know what it does? So, as is the case with Femiseed, we're looking at 
trying to be disruptive and, and replace antiquated old technologies. And what we find in the permanent birth control category is that there's only one option for women worldwide, which is surgical tubal ligation. And we have developed FemBlock to be entirely different. It is a non-surgical approach that will be delivered to the patient strictly in an office environment. Uh, so when I say non-surgical, what that means is there's no incisions, there's no anesthesia, there's no capital equipment demands to place it, and ultimately we're utilizing our own proprietary biopolymer as part of the FemBlock solution, and that biopolymer mm -hmm. is leaving the patient behind with her own scar tissue as the permanent blockage long term. So we don't rely on a permanent implant either in this solution. So we're trying to be the safest, most natural approach in care and definitely non-hormonal and give women an option when they're at that stage, when they no longer intend to have children or don't want to have any children at all, that they're able to um, have an alternative that um, is suitable for that basic healthcare need. Great. And uh, how long, once, once, the, uh, once the procedure uh, takes place, how long does it take before it's, you know, uh, um, you know basically opt at optimal state for, for preventing uh, pregnancy? So we expect the full scarring effect to occur within three months. Um, we also have seen that the biopolymer is completely expelled by that period of time. Uh, so the body helps us naturally expel it as well because part of the biopolymer mm -hmm. that's delivered is delivered in the uterine cavity so it sheds normally with menstruation. Um, and then the, rem the small amount that's in the fallopian tube sheds and, and degrades within three months. We are also the developers of the confirmatory tests that we're hoping to use um, ultimately in the market. And that um, is an ultrasound-based test where we're delivering uh, natural saline and air contrast and we're able to bring the patient back to our same doctor that performed the therapy and confirm that it actually was successful and she can rely on it for years to come. So we, we feel it's oh, wow. really important to get a complete solution, uh, not send her to radiology, which is the only other alternative approach. But Wow. So, you know, you say permanent uh, uh you know, solution, is it truly permanent or is this something that has to be re repeated at any point? Uh, is it reversible? You know, what, what are the, uh, what are the uh, options there? So we're um, intending this to be permanent. Uh, so when she's okay. truly having her kids, but uh, the caveat is we do not affect the uterine cavity at all. So for a patient mm -hmm. that very, small percentage that may change their mind or have a change in their life situation, uh, she could have IVF in vitro fertilization because she was fertile to begin with, and she could carry a pregnancy no problem because we didn't affect that uterine cavity. More importantly, oh, wow. for the larger number of patients, uh, if her condition should change, should she have heavy bleeding, as an example, she could have other treatment modalities because we did not affect her uterine cavity at all. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's actually kind of interesting that uh, you know it is such a localized impact um, mm -hmm. or effect. Um, yep. You know, as I, as I was obviously looking into the company a little bit, you also have a product that goes, you know, uh, I believe was was uh, released or, or came to market, you know, uh, a number of years ago, and that was 
uh, FemView. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit and what it did? Uh, you know, how did it change the current standard of, of uh, that type of medicine? So this is another example of first and only, first and first approach. Um, so we are the developers of FemView, as you mentioned, and what we've done in this uh, category is we've uh, advanced. And a, a, a test that utilizes ultrasound to evaluate the fallopian tube. And in doing so, we've given women an option uh, to move from radiology, a referral, exposure to radiation, and x-ray, and radiopaque dye, and potential allergic reactions to that, and given her an option to stay with her gynecologist um, and have her tubes evaluated in a very essential test. I mean, it's a baseline diagnostic evaluation where all of her potential infertility factors can be evaluated now in one exam. Uh, ultrasound is the common standard of care method to look at the uterine cavity, to look at the ovaries and other um, factors short of the fallopian tube up until FemView. And we felt it was really important, as we've done in our other product offerings, is to look at the most safest, natural approach possible, so we deliver that saline and air, so a natural contrast, um, and we've enabled that. And as you mentioned, we've had this product on the market for a bit. We do not have a commercial footprint. Um, it is a diagnostic product, so by word of mouth, and we've amassed a good deal of support, and we're helping women every day as we bring forward a safer, more cost-affordable uh, option for that critical part of evaluation. But. We hope to have a broader impact when we do have a commercial footprint. And then this goes hand-in-hand hand with our Femiseed product that we've spoken about. You need to do the diagnostic care and make sure she has an open tube before we deliver mm -hmm. sperm tube for conception. So they really, one comes before the other, and um, you know we're, we're thrilled that we were able to bring it to market earlier. Um, it's also what we're intending to do for our FemBlock confirmatory test. So it sounds it's exactly what I described, bringing her back to the GYN using a natural saline and air contrast. And for FemBlock, we're looking to confirm she's actually blocked. And for that infertile patient, FemView is looking to confirm that she actually has an open tube. Fantastic. So it sounds, I mean, what's really nice is it sounds like some of these technologies complement each other. And at the at the same time, they're all... Uh, you know, they're all uh, non-invasive, or I shouldn't say non-invasive, but non-surgical uh, alternatives to the current uh, practice um, of, uh, you know, how, how some of these uh, uh, procedures are done. Um, you know, like you said, for, for uh, you know, to, to, um, to address pregnancy and prevent it, it's typically a surgical procedure. You're offering these these products uh, as all non-surgical alternatives, which is great. And that has been uh, the driving uh, mission for the company. We want to enable more procedures, more technologies in the office environment. All of the products we're working on, that's that's the point of delivery, not the hospital, not the outpatient surgery center. We want to enable physicians to be able to bring that level of care to their patients for basic health care needs. And so all of our mm -hmm. products fall into that category. Yeah, that's fantastic. So 
you know, can you give us a little insight? I mean, you've already had a, a, a several, you know, what sound like very successful products or, you know, at least very uh, well-received, you know, offerings. You know, what's, what's next? What's on the horizon? Where is uh, Femesis headed? So I did um, just take the company public uh, mid-year 2021, June of 2021, and uh, and it's lent itself to being able to speak to people like you and get get um, pretty much get the word out as a women a woman-run company working explicitly in women's health. We feel there are tailwinds around what we're doing, and we're very excited about people being excited about what we're doing. And we want to make sure that we continue that work as we're moving forward. But we're also staying, you know, really focused on our clinical milestones, getting Femiseed, our uh, infertility product, through the pivotal trial, which we intend to do next year, which will properly position us to commercialize it in 2023. And then also continue our clinical work for FemBlock, that permanent birth control solution, uh, where we see millions of women having no other alternative globally. Um, that product is such an important initiative and has such a global impact. Um, we want to stay focused and continue our clinical development pathway, and we're looking to have um, an IDE approval next year so we can start that pivotal trial and seek FDA approval for that line as well. We'll continue to support FemView, get the word out. Podcasts like this are helping us do that. We're certainly looking to engage more women, let them know that that option is available to them, let healthcare providers know that they can provide something like this to their patients. And so we'll continue that work next year. Um, and we're, you know, just really laser focused on wanting to bring change into women's health and empowering women to give them better choices as, as we continue to progress and bring these technologies to the forefront. Fantastic. Well, certainly best of luck in that, in that mission and, uh, you know, in, in continuing to pursue, uh, 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 alter, you know, alternative and and hopefully, you know, hopefully safer and and better, just plain better solutions for for women's health. Um, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode of MedTech Matters. Uh, I'd like to thank my guest Kathy Lee Sepsik, founder and CEO of Femesis, for her insights and and you know sharing with us uh, information about all these products. Uh, and as always, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Until next time, this has been Sean Fenske, Editor-in-Chief of MPO, saying thanks for listening.